filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Calajuri. What's going on, you guys? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where week after week, I'm condensing business books down to their core golden nuggets, saving you time from having to read it yourself. So this week, I'm bringing you guys an interesting book It's called Spark. And it's by John Rady. Now, this book is completely different from the ones that I've shared with you previously. Usually, I share books about marketing, innovation, sales, strategy. This one's different because it talks about the brain. And it talks about exercise. So why am I bringing you this book? We're faced with a lot of stress. We're faced with a lot of pressures. And these pressures, these stresses, they get to us unless we're able to manage them and cope with them appropriately. And one of the best ways to cope with stress and problems is exercise. And yet so many of us, so many of us, we take it for granted. So many of us, we don't give enough uh, energy to focusing on how we think. And again, like last week, we were talking about meditations, which is what kind of spurred me on to get this book now, was that our mind plays a key role in determining how successful we are. Our mind plays a key role in terms of how we approach each problem, how we approach each challenge, each client, each project we're on. If we come into it with a really sad or depressed or weak or helpless mindset, a stressed mindset, chances are we're not going to be that successful. So we have to do what we can in order to optimize our mind, get our mind right in order to achieve the success that we desire, whether it's a specific result, whether it's a specific amount of money, whether whatever it is, a specific satisfaction level, a specific metric, whatever it is you're trying to attain, you're not going to do it if you don't have your mind right. So I wanted to bring you guys some more stimulus, some more information from somebody who knows a lot about optimizing your mind. So in the book Spark, he goes into detail in terms of why exercise helps the brain and why you should exercise. So I'm going to take three golden nuggets away from this book that I believe were the most impactful for me and the golden nuggets that I'm going to keep in mind throughout my day so that when I get stressed out, when I face pressures, Those golden nuggets are going to motivate me to work out. It's going to remind me, hey, this is why I got to do it. All right? So let's crack right into this one. Golden nugget number one. Next time you're feeling stressed, don't reach for the drink. Go to the gym. Now, it's much easier to reach for the drink. Way easier to reach for that, you know, nice glass of scotch or nice glass of uh, Pinot Noir or Moscato or whatever it is you drink. But the fact is, when you're faced with a number of stresses, you have to exercise. Exercise by itself, it's going to help you relieve the stresses that you've built up throughout the day. Now, let me give you an example. Every single one of us faces stress. Every single one of us. There's without question. Some of us maybe more so than others. And some of us, maybe we take stress a little bit better than others. So in a lot of organizations, you might be working on a project that might be running over budget. You might be running on a project that's running over time. You might be working with people who are very difficult to work with. You might be working in an organization where there's cutbacks and there's layoffs and you're stressed out. You might be facing problems at home that compound that. Relationship problems, you know, maybe problems with managing your own budget at home, um, you know, family issues, you know, maybe there's some health issues in their family. And so all these stresses of life just naturally build up and they start weighing heavy on our chest. And at the end of the day, you're like, 
For crying out loud, I just need a drink. I just need a drink. And that seems to be the default. You know, it's either drink or some people that like to smoke or whatever it is. They go to these external stimulants to help them deal with their stress. And that's just not the way to do it. Because eventually what's going to happen is you're going to build up a tolerance to these things. And these, this tolerance means you're going to have to drink more. You're going to have to smoke more. And that's not how you deal with stress. There's a better way to deal with stress, you guys. When you exercise, you put your body under stress. Okay? When you put your body under stress, what happens? Your muscles get stronger. Well, what John Rady tells us is that not only does exercise have a positive impact on the body and your muscular strength, but by exercising, it also strengthens your brain to be able to deal with everyday stressors. Apparently, when you exercise, certain molecular byproducts of the brain's metabolism damage brain cells. And when that happens, a repair mechanism kicks in and toughens the cells against future damage, thus making the brain a lot more resistance to everyday stress that you face. So by continually exercising, it's actually going to help build up this strength to deal with actual psychological stress that happens in your workplace, at home, with family, personal reasons, whatever it is. So it's so much easier to reach for that bottle of wine, that bottle of scotch, you know, that cigarette or whatever it is you, you decide to do to relieve stress. Stop it. Get in the gym and get into the habit of working out. If you're feeling stressed, go work out. It's so easy for me to say that because that's probably not a habit that a lot of people have. When they get stressed out, they, they might go and do other things. Like I said, they might look for external stimulants, but it's just not a long-term solution. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with having the occasional drink for social reasons or what have you. I'm not going to be here to judge you. I mean, I have a glass of wine every once in a while as well too, but not for the purposes of stress. When it comes to stress, go to the gym, work out, and build up that mental muscle, that brain, to deal with future stressors. Golden nugget number two. When faced with something serious like depression, working out, and how you carry yourself can have a huge impact. So depression is not something that we should be taking lightly. There's initiatives in place, you know, Bell, Let's Talk Day, where uh, the, the whole purpose of it is to raise awareness of the effects and the seriousness of depression. And it's very serious. And I know there's a lot of people out there who think that you can just say, hey, you know what? Cheer up. Cheer up, guys. It's not that bad. You know, be grateful for what you have. It's a beautiful day outside. Take joy in that. It's not that simple for people with depression. Okay, I know a lot of people with depression. And it's a very easy thing to get into. Very easy thing to get into. Sometimes life just doesn't go your way and all of a sudden things just start to go into a downward spiral. And as a result, chemicals in your brain start to change and it just makes it even harder for you to break the chains to get back to a point of just feeling yourself, which, you know, maybe at its norm is a happy person. It sucks, guys. It really sucks if you face this, this thing called depression. And I think that with all the research that's being done, John Rady talks about the importance of using exercise to help combat that. And, and I, I like his approach because, again, it's just being able to change on your own, your own body's biochemistry. So John talks about when you exercise, when you face something like depression, what happens is you begin to release a morphine-like substance called an endorphin in your body, which helps to inspire a feeling of euphoria. And so by triggering your own body's ability to create endorphins. It's going to help you to begin to combat the side effects of depression. That's one way to do it. Another way to do it is by watching how you carry yourself, how you carry your body. So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that your physiology determines your psychology. 
right? You see this a lot of times where people stand in the Superman pose where their hands are on their hips and all of a sudden you start to feel more confident when you're in this direction. You know, when you look at a depressed person, what do you, what do you think of? Let me just do this with you for a second. When you think of a depressed person, someone who's just very sad, how do you see them carrying their body? All right, well, I'm here right now sitting in my chair recording this. So if I was to picture somebody who's depressed, you know, head down, shoulders slumped, hands in between, you know, my legs is kind of looking at my hands, you know, mouth very relaxed, not smiling, eyes kind of soft, you know, feeling weaker, breathing shallow. All of a sudden, if I continue to hold myself in that position on a regular basis and I make that a habit, all of a sudden my physiology is going to determine my psychology and it's going to make me feel that way. Now, snap out of it. I sit up straight, pull my chair up forward. I'm alert. My eyes are alert. My mouth is more, is more flexed. I'm breathing deeper. My back is straight. I'm gesticulating with my hands. My shoulders are up. My head's held high. All of a sudden, because my physiology is taking the place of something that is very weak, it took the place of something weak. Now my physiology is strong. All of a sudden, that's going to determine a stronger psychology. Now, I know some people might be like, come on, man, that's BS. Your physiology doesn't determine your psychology. On the contrary, on the contrary, John Rady believes strongly that your physiology determines your psychology. And not even John, but you can go back to other MDs. You can go back to other psychologists who will tell you the exact same thing. Now, I don't remember what podcast it was. It was a certain episode where I shared with you guys a certain strategy that I do. When I start to feel down or I start to feel less confident, what I do is I call it the cape mechanism. It's just a little cape thing that I do. So I pretend I put a cape on, right? I'm walking down to a meeting and I pretend I have a cape on. So my whole goal is to walk. (laughs) It's kind of goofy, but pretend I'm walking like I have a cape flowing behind my back. And I have to make sure that I'm walking with such conviction. My head's held high. My shoulders are up. You know, my shoulders are back. And and I got to make sure I keep this cape up. So I got to walk at a good pace, you know, determined, focused, Because I got to make sure that cape is flowing in the wind, baby. And so if I start to walk lower, slower, start to drag my feet, kind of like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, all of a sudden that cape's not going to be waving very high in the air. My goal is to keep that cape up in the air. And all of a sudden, just by walking that way, again, that starts to impact your psychology. So it's really about awareness. It's about awareness in that you need to watch out how you're carrying yourself. When you're in a stressful situation, for example, if you're in a meeting, that you're feeling really stressed out on, all of a sudden, just take a second and look at how you're holding your body. Are your hands clenched together? Are they under the table? Are your shoulders kind of slumping? Take note of that. Trust me, you're going to notice this. If you're feeling stressed, you're going to notice that your body starts to cower in. You know, it's it's an old... um, uh, what do you, I don't know what, what you want to call it. It's it's something that's that's innate in our um, in our DNA. Where you know we cross our arms sometimes. We get into a stressful situation because the whole purpose of crossing your arms is to protect your vital organs. So you feel stressed, you feel in danger, and so you cross your arms to protect your vital organs. You see a lot of people do this when they become under, when they become stressed. They cross their arms. So next time you're in a stressful situation, either in the workplace or in a meeting or at home, whatever it is. Take a second and just quickly take a mental note of how you're holding yourself. And then if all of a sudden you notice that, snap out of it. Change it. You know, cross your legs. Lean back. You know, kind of tilt your chair to the side a little bit and put one arm on the table with a pen in your hand and, you know, hold your head back high. Lean back in your chair and start to get into more of a power pose where you're like, you know what? I'm not confident right now. I'm going to put myself in a position to feel confident because I remember my physiology determines my psychology. 
Two big takeaways from this one. Again, don't forget, you got to exercise on a regular basis to continue releasing that morphine-like substance called endorphins in your body. The more you work out, the more endorphins get released in your body. The more your body gets used to releasing endorphins. And so that's going to help you combat depression. And two, again, remember, your physiology determines your psychology. Don't forget that as well too, you guys. Last but certainly not least, golden nugget number three. If you have a difficulty focusing in the workplace... Chances are you need to exercise more. So how many of you guys will start the day and you're having a tough time focusing? You know, at the end of the day, you look at what you did and you say, you know, I could have done more. I could have done more. You know, that report took me too long to do. You know, I was going through Google Analytics and it just took way too long. I was trying to do that code and for some reason I just couldn't focus. It was foggy. It was really tough for me to get into that. And at the end of the day, you look at it and you say, man, I didn't really do that much. I procrastinated most of the day. I couldn't focus. It was difficult. Well, if you're feeling like that, a specific part of your brain is to blame for this. Your ability to focus depends on your brain's reward center. And this region of the brain is also known as the nucleus accumbens and is composed of a lot of dopamine neurons or brain cells that emit dopamine, the reward hormone. So this reward hormone, dopamine, it's specifically responsible for thinking, for self-control, and for focus. So if you have ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and let's just say you don't even have that. Let's just say you have a really difficult time focusing. The brain's reward center needs a little extra help to activate. And one way to help your brain activate that reward center is through consistent exercise. Now, the brain's attention system in people with ADHD, it doesn't run optimally as the brain forms fewer neural connections with the reward center. So as a result, somebody who has an ability to focus feels less rewarded for focusing. But that doesn't mean you'll never be able to focus. John Rady found that by consistently exercising, what it does is it releases more of the dopamine into your body, which triggers the reward center in your brain and allows you to focus more. It allows you to think deeper. It allows you to demonstrate more self-control. And so the importance of exercise cannot be underestimated for anybody who has to do anything in, in the workplace that is tedious, that requires a lot of focus, a lot of attention. If you have a job that requires a lot of focus, a lot of attention, you're finding it very difficult to focus and to get stuff done, chances are you're not getting enough exercise. I know that from my own personal story. Um, anything that I do requires a lot of focus, a lot of attention, whether it's writing, going through analytics, or creating something out of nothing. It takes a lot of thought, a lot of concentration. And so I know first thing in the morning that if I have a day that has a lot of creativity involved, I got to start my day at the gym. I have to start my day at the gym. There is no should. It's a must. I must do this. And so I start my day at the gym, you know, work out with weights, and then I'll hit the stair climber or I'll go on the elliptical trainer and I will push myself to exhaustion where I'm like, oh my God, you know, I got to get off this machine because my lungs are on fire. And at that point in time, I feel great. My lungs are on fire. My heart's pounding. My blood's flowing. My brain is activated. My body's releasing all types of chemicals dopamine, endorphins. My body's ready for a day of activity. And so nine o'clock, I'm in the office and I'm ready to go. And that's how you have to do it as well, guys. You have to do that. One of my biggest recommendations is getting up just a little bit earlier, going to the gym. And if, if you're not, if you don't have a gym membership or if you can't afford a gym membership, then you know what? Go on YouTube and look up 
insanity um, uh, workout routines, whatever it is, P90X, Insanity, whatever those workout routines are, and just pop it up on YouTube on your phone and just give 20 minutes to working out, getting the blood flow going, and then go shower up and then go to work. You're going to thank yourself for doing that, trust me, because it's going to allow you to approach your day in a far more focused, intense manner. All right, my friends, there we have it. That's Spark by John Rady. I like this book. Now, there was nothing really insightful from it, but it was definitely a gentle reminder type of book. And what I mean by that is that, again, there wasn't anything really big or insightful from this, but it provided a lot of reminders for us in terms of why we need to exercise. We all know we need to exercise to keep ourselves healthy, fit, but a lot of us don't think about it from the mental aspect. Right? Especially when we're at work. In the workplace, we face a number of stressors, and so we need to be able to deal with these stressors. Otherwise, they can build up and turn into depression. We need to ensure that we're staying focused, alert, you know, attention to detail. Exercise helps deal with all of those things. And so I like this book because it helped provide a reminder to me that, you know what? Sometimes if you're not feeling like you're getting the best out of, out of your work, and sometimes if you feel like you could be doing it better, if you're looking for just a catalyst to help you perform better at work, Maybe you're missing some exercise. Maybe you need to exercise more often to start getting that dopamine release, start getting that endorphin released. And maybe you got to start holding your body at a different position so that you start to feel more confident. And, and so it's some of these more subtle aspects that we forget that we really need to pay attention to. So I hope that you guys can take some of these things and maybe help justify your, for yourself. You know, when you wake up in the morning and you say, hey, you know what? I haven't been feeling that great at work lately. Maybe I should listen to Ryan and maybe I should listen to John Rady and listen to the insights from Spark and maybe I should start my day in the gym and you know give it a quick 20-minute workout or a quick 20-minute jog or whatever it is. I'm telling you guys, start your day off on the right foot with a good exercise. I do that all the time. Sometimes I can't get in the gym or sometimes I just go downstairs to my basement and I'll just you know pump out you know a quick workout routine where I'll do 50 jumping jacks, 50 burpees. And uh, 50 sit-ups, and I'll do three sets of that. And then I'm like, done, let's go. Shower, quickly grab something to eat, fuel my body, and get to work. By that point, my endorphins are flowing, my dopamine's flowing, my blood's flowing, my mind's awake and alert, my heart's pumping. It's great. It's a great way to start your day. So (laughs) I'm pumped up. I love this stuff. So anyways, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this one, and I hope you guys can take something from it. And I hope that um, maybe you guys start putting an exercise routine in, uh, in place and Maybe it has the potential to change your career and, hey, even change your life. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this one. I can't wait to get back here next week when I have a brand new business book and brand new golden nuggets. You guys, have a productive, awesome week. Take it easy. I love you guys. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever, because believing that the dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart even when it leads you off the well-worn path, and that will make all the difference. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. You've got to find what you love, and that is as true for work as it is for your lovers. Your work is gonna fill a large part of your life, and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work 
is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. Have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. But you're going to have some ups and you're going to have some downs. Most people give up on themselves easily. You know the human spirit is powerful. There's nothing as powerful. It's hard to kill the human spirit. Anybody can feel good when they have their health, their bills are paid, they have happy relationships. Anybody can be positive then. Anybody can have a larger vision then. Anybody can have faith under those kinds of circumstances. The real challenge of growth, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, comes when you get knocked down. It takes courage to act. Part of being hungry when you've been defeated, it takes courage to start over again.